Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by GuillotineLeagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Chargian and Brian Johnson. Welcome to the first regular season edition of Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I'm Paul Chargian. My co-host is back, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charge? Good to be back in chopping season. Yes, officially it is underway. chopping season. You are probably alive if you're listening to this right now. You were one of the 17, 18ths that made it through week one. Congratulations. Feels good. But of course, if you were chopped week one, new contests already in the lobby. That's a good point. Starting in week two. That's both right. Both public and private leagues if you want to spin up a new private league. And they'll be there every week for many weeks to come. So. If if you were in danger and you already were getting a sense of life without a guillotine league because you were nervous you were going to get chopped, you might want to get that second one going. Or sixth one going, as it, as it may turn out. 10th, 15th. Yeah. We've met some people that are like in the 20-plus range, the, the, the diehards. Yeah, we, we love those guys. I don't know his last name, but Jeremy, if you're listening, you're one of them. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, the waiver wire is the magic of the guillotine league. That's the phrase that we opened the show mm-hmm. with many, many times. We're here every Tuesday specifically to give you guidance about how to strategize your blind bidding so that you don't overpay. So you get the guys that you want at the price you can afford, when to push your chips in, when not to. Those are the kinds of goals that we've got here at Chop the Geeting League podcast. And your advice today is going to come in three forms. We're going to give you broad bidding strategies that everybody should consider, no matter your roster, no matter who you are, no matter how you did in week one, for a wide range of players. Then we're going to give you player-specific recommendations for the 10 most commonly chopped players from last week. One, two, three of these guys probably available in your league. I think there'll be a few players from one team. Uh-huh. This, oh, yeah. This <laughs> um, and then, you know, while everybody's fixated on the really cool part about, oh, my God, here's this great player on the waiver wire, we're going to go dumpster diving at the end. And, Brian, I'm going to hit you with, like 10 players, and just ask, would you bid $2 and drop somebody from your roster for this guy? So we'll do a little dumpster diving at the end. Right on. Okay. So uh, let's start here, Brian. Let's just talk broadly. You have to understand the easiest path, not the only path, the easiest path to a guillotine league championship is to survive until midseason, November, and have enough fab left that you can you can get a lot of great players that are, getting, that are getting cut off of amazing rosters in November. And not, yes, a lot, a lot of fab helps, but it's the best when you have the most fab. Yeah, yes, and it's you, a big you, ask. You totally control the board. So, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. people are going to be very excited to see some of these names uh, we're about to run through available uh, in blind bidding, but you want to tread with a little bit of caution here because you don't yep. want to blow your wad in week one. We've seen some epic bids in the oh, past, yeah. like $1,000 yep, on Jonathan saw, Taylor last year that's the right. league you were in. and mm-hmm. That guy did not win his guillotine <laughs> league no, doing did, that. Do not do that. So we're not going to say don't bid on anybody because you never know who could slip through the, the cracks, but we're... Yep. We're, we're going to show caution. Show caution. On a lot. You're going to yes. be surprised when we tell you how Be much- very conservative with your bidding this week. Unless you're in like absolute dire straits where you've started Cooper Cup... Yeah, Travis Kelsey, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, Deontay Johnson's going to miss a few weeks. Like, if if you're down, like, six starters, then you can't be so conservative. But overall, yeah. Well, you're hitting a a key point. Self-evaluation is just critical here. And it's easy to get self-doubt in a guillotine league 
especially if you had a near miss this week. Um, but remember, you've got a 95% chance of survival with 17 teams left. Just don't come in last. If you uh, ain't last, it. you're first. Yep. So play the odds that you're going to survive a few weeks here and save your cash. Now, if you did struggle, ask yourself, are those same players probably going to struggle again, or was that a one-off? And so be really thoughtful about that part. And then if you coasted this week, ask yourself, did you get lucky? I mean, did you get a bunch of lucky breaks? You coasted. Are your players really as good as that? Um, Even if you feel pretty confident that you're a cut candidate in the next couple of weeks, know this. You can't spend $500 of fab in week one. You're going to kill yourself down the road. You can't win that way. You're just, even if you're like, I'm in deep, deep trouble, you can't spend that much now. You can spend now, but not that much now. So let's talk specifically what you do do for bidding. Um, and by the way, in this podcast, we use $1,000 fab dollars for the full season. So everything right. you're going to hear, when we start talking about numbers and how much we'd spend, it's all based on 1000 If you're in a league that's different than that, uh, A, we hope you'll play at guillotineleagues.com. And B, uh, you can do the math and switch things over. You know, when we talk about a uh, a $200 bid on a $1,000 cap, that's 20% of of your cap. Yeah, if you, if you spent any more than like $20 in the, the initial yeah, run right. last week, that, you're not off to a good wrong. start. <laughs> that, spent, that's even too much. I spent 12 bucks on Noah Gray to replace Travis Kelsey in one yeah. line. That, um, that, that was not, 12. That, that so that was 0.12% uh, of my of my. Uh, season-long cap. That's fine. Yeah, there were certainly and some Gray names. Was, hey, look, given what tight ends did in week one, yeah. getting like four catches for 40 yards at Noah Gray was probably a win. I know there are a few touchdowns at the position, but I saw only two tight ends manage to hit 50 yards or more. I believe Crazy. it was Musgrave, and I'm blanking on the other, but it yeah. was not and this is Travis not, Kelsey or no. Mark Andrews or Dallas no. Goddard no. or no. Darren Waller. It was yeah, amazing. Okay, so I've got four tiers of guys for you, Brian. Okay. First is the low-end guys. Um, these are players who, like, you know, typically like free agents in any kind of league, guys who you probably won't start, but these are players who are better than the guys you drafted in the 13th and 14th rounds of your guillotine league drafts. So I'm going to give you some names. Tutu Atwell, Allen Robinson, Durham Smythe. Nice hit by you on that, by the way. Thank Adam you. Troutman. Luke Musgrave, Curtis Samuel, Zay Jones, Josh Reynolds, Hayden Hurst. To me, those are all guys that I'm putting in this low tier. For me, these are $10 or less guys. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, just one name off the top of my head is uh, Keaton Mitchell, who's a running back for the Ravens. Uh, mm-hmm. He could see some some run. I know, I know they have Gus Edwards and Justice yeah. Hill, but they, they like this Keaton Mitchell kid. So he's, if you're desperate for running backs, he's a, he's a guy I'd throw a buck on. But yeah, I'm with you on those that list. Okay, great. Um, and, you know, I'll, maybe I would put, by the way, Justice Hill in this. Now, he scored the two touchdowns, but he got way less playing time. He's never been a goal line guy. Gus Edwards has gotten goal line carries. I think that was a weird fluke. And I am not in on Justice Hill at all. Me neither. I would be the under $10 on Justice Hill. Hayden Hurst, I think, is tight end one right now. I believe he was the highest scoring tight end. I think in he week might have one. been. He might have been the other guy over 50 yards. It might have been him. And he threw, um, he threw, it was Bryce Young's first touchdown pass. He threw it into the stands. But they said the, the guy it threw back. it back. Yeah, guy, which is impressive. Which is very impressive. Got some, yeah. kind of, some kind of gear or swag for that. That was very yep. nice of him. But all it was right. a revenge game for Hayden Hurst. So I, I can. Understand why he blacked out briefly. <laughs> just threw the ball into the Atlanta stands. One of well, his Hayden Hurst has got is starting to have a rather lengthy list yeah. of teams that fall into that category. Uh, my next tier, I'm calling the promising tier. 
Brian. Okay. These are guys who you might start on and off between now and maybe by like Thanksgiving, at, at which point you've got a way better roster mm-hmm. uh, by like Thanksgiving. So I've got guys, uh, I've got this list of guys, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Josh Kelly, Robert Woods, Luke Musgrave. I think Gus Edwards was drafted in pretty much every league, but if he wasn't, he would fall into this category. For these guys, I'm in the 11 to $25 range. Because yeah. I think they're startable. I think they're startable on and off for the next two months. Well, I believe it was before Austin Eckler got hurt. They were still mixing Kelly in mm-hmm. a fair amount. And that's that's a name where we might be talking more than 25 bucks because Eckler's status for yeah, this week is still yeah. TBD. And it if, is. if he's out, um, that, would, that would probably move Isaiah Spiller into the rotation too, another mm-hmm. guy. We should probably put him in that $1 tier. I but, like but that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw, throw a buck on Spiller mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a backup there. All right, the next tier are what I'm calling middle-tier guys. These are possible every-week starters for a long time for you. Puka Nakua, Gus Edwards, who I just mentioned a moment ago, Kyron Williams, another Brian Johnson hit from Fantasy Football Weekly, Rashid Shahid, that is a Paul yeah. Charchian hit from Fantasy Football Weekly, right there. Cue him up. Yeah, we got to give Thor nice from uh, Puka props. He was Puka. Yeah, Thor, our Fantasy Football Weekly uh, co-host, uh, absolutely hit on that in a huge way. He also hit on Roshan Johnson, who he liked a lot, and I thought he balled out. He looked really good, too. So for Puka, for this middle-tier set of guys, 25 to up to $50, if you think they're going to be starters for you most of the rest of the way, and these guys might be. I you know I can I could see spending fifty is a lot maybe it's more like twenty five to especially 40, week but, one you know yeah. it's a lot but yeah I could see spending on those guys for sure now I want to talk about the high end guys these are the brand name guys that got chopped from the chop team's roster from like the first three rounds of that of that draft so these are big name players and here's where it gets fun everybody this is where Brian and I are going to separate the guillotine rubes from those of us playing the long game with patience. It's September. We're planning to be alive for a long time. We're only going to be bidding on these high-end guys. 100 bucks, 120 bucks. Yeah. You know, in it's that like ballpark. 15% is the most I'm going to be mm-hmm. willing to go on some of these guys, and it's not yep. a, a lot of them. Yeah, odds are you're going to get outbid, but doesn't yes. mean you shouldn't throw a bid out there for all these players, see if they mm-hmm. slip through the cracks. But uh, people are going to put some astronomical bids on some of these players, and you, you don't want to be the person spending $300, $400 on a player Correct. in week two. Yes. The first week of, bid, of real blind bidding. Absolutely. You will be stunned in November what $18 means to you. <laughs> it's going to be – it is going to be ridiculous. And Brian's right. You're going to get outbid a lot in September. Don't care. Better and better teams are going to get cut every week, and that's okay to get outbid. You're going to hear us talk about the dollar amounts we would put on each one of these players in a few minutes, and I think you're going to be surprised that they're going to be less than you think. Yeah, they, don't, don't forget, you, you these names you hear, it doesn't mean they're not going to come up again. Again. Yeah, this is not the last time you're going to see some of these names. <laughs> We've had plenty of repeat customers uh, oh, throughout yeah. the years. Absolutely. So, you know, the newbies are going to lose their mind that – Travis Kelsey is available. Totally get that. Or T. Higgins is available or whoever. Um, you're not. Listener, you're going to show caution here. Um, you're not going to go crazy. We're going to let the newbies do that. 
All right, let's get to the 10 most chopped players. Brian, you ready? Let's do it. Okay, odds are one, two, three. These guys hit your waiver wire. Brian and I have not discussed how much we would bid on these players. So we are doing effectively blind bidding against each other. But I've got dollar amounts for all 10. You've got dollar amounts for all 10. We'll see how close we are on these and and who would end up winning. The 10th most chopped player, New York running back, Saquon Barkley. His upcoming schedule, very favorable against Arizona this week. Then very difficult against San Francisco. Then a neutral matchup with Seattle. How much are you putting down for Saquon Barkley, the 10th most chopped player? Yeah, the Giants had no chance in that no. game against the Cowboys. Their, their front four just absolutely annihilated Correct. the Giants O-line. I saw Saquon was graded as the best player in pass protection <laughs> by <laughs> Pro Football Focus <laughs> over any of their <laughs> offensive linemen. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, man. uh Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, they don't have San Francisco this week. If they did, I would just be all out on Barkley, like a dollar. Yeah. But because uh, left tackle um, Andrew Thomas, a little dicey to play this week. But like mm-hmm. you said, they got the Cardinals. And, and it's not like Barkley was getting phased out of the game. He was still on the field essentially yeah. every snap, even though both teams should have pulled their starters. Like by the, the way mid. earlier, way earlier especially, than they did. Especially the Giants. They had Daniel Jones out there to the bitter end. Like yeah. you just Why? paid this guy like a right. billion dollars. And he's out there in the rain getting his ass kicked. Anyway, but uh, long story short, Barkley's the guy I, I like this week. Again, if you were in, you're in that J.K. Dobbins boat or maybe you're, you're sweating Austin Eckler or uh, Aaron Jones kind of pulled up a little lame in his game. So I'm not, I'm not going over the 10% mark with Saquon. I'm at $70. Oh, that's it? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was at one. I'm a little worried about, th- I mean, th- that offense looked, uh, granted, they're not playing. The Cowboys have an elite Correct. defense. The Cardinals so, are nothing like that. I, again, that's my conservative bid. You, I, I wouldn't fault anyone for going more, but I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to go more. Okay, good. So you don't, you cannot fault me. All right. Uh, I'm going to go 120 okay. on Saquon Barkley. I'll, I'll throw 12% of my season-long bid on a running back who was going at the end of the first round. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, seems very reasonable. And while I don't like the looming at San Francisco – um, we can try to get by that in week three. The nice thing about the Giants, one of uh, a handful of teams, they do have that week 13 bye, so mm-hmm. uh, that's always mm-hmm. a bonus. Yeah. All right, the ninth most chopped player. By the way, uh, let me mention this. I didn't mention it earlier. We're not including Aaron Rodgers, who would have been yeah. in the top 10, um, and but there's no point since he's not coming back, so not included in this list. The ninth most chopped player, Philadelphia, tight end Dallas Goddard with a shocking Zero catch game, Brian. Coming up next is a very favorable Thursday nighter with Minnesota. Then at Tampa, which is actually surprisingly difficult. They've been a good tight end defense. Levante David, elite pass coverage linebacker. And then they've got a neutral matchup with Washington. Where do you stand on Dallas Goddard? Yeah, like you said, zero catches. Only had one target the entire game. He did play 61 of the total uh, 66 offensive snaps. For Philly, so a little fluky there. You think? Uh, I think he'll get a little more involved in a, in a nice matchup, like you said, mm-hmm. against the Vikings on Thursday night. And Goddard still got to be—he's in that top five, six tight end range. If you were just getting a redraft right now, uh, which you should again be doing at guillotineleagues.com. So I'm going to go forty bucks on Dallas Goddard. Mm. I like him more than you do, and I still given how bad that whole position was, I still want to go get a good one because many people, many listeners don't have a good tight end, and I think Goddard is good. We know he's good. It's proven. I went $70. 70 Yeah, right. I like him. The eighth most chopped player, Cincinnati wide receiver, Jamar Chase. 
Yeah, the, the MVP of the game for the Bengals. Yeah, it's as good as it got, right? We'll, we'll, we'll dive With into that. three catches or whatever? Uh, yeah. uh, five, five, five catches, catches for 39 you. yards. Okay. Like, I'm right. almost kind of surprised. Like, that's not awful. That's nine PPR points. But yeah. uh, where he was drafted, that, mm-hmm. that hurts. That hurts. He was a top three pick, uh, essentially. But uh, And I'll mention his schedule, by the way. He's got Baltimore this week. Um, although they're going to be short of starting safety, Marcus Williams potentially. Uh, well, um, well, I think it's 100%. Uh, then the Rams and then Tennessee coming up for them. Sorry, let me just wanted to get that in. Yeah, no worries. Um, but, yeah, what people might not realize is the, the Browns' defense is legit now. It they, is. They invested a lot. They, they already had a strong secondary. They were kind of soft mm-hmm. up front, but that's no longer the case. And you, you had to expect Burrow to be a little rusty in that game. He essentially sat out the whole, the whole preseason, preseason. Yeah. and the weather was bad. So mm-hmm. and we'll, we're, we're going to, spoiler alert, there's going to be some more Bengals on this list. But uh, still nine targets for Chase, five, the five catches, 39 yards. Um, things are only going to get better as long as Burrow stays healthy, he gets healthier. Jamar Chase, probably the guy I'm most interested in that we'll talk about on this show. So I'm at uh, 150 on Jamar Chase. Now, Someone's probably going to outbid you on him, but that's where I'm feeling comfortable on Chase right now. That's exactly the number I've got is 150 on Chase. Um, And, you know, you could certainly make a case to go higher. It's just I'm not spending that much money in week one. No. The seventh most job player, sadly, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. I know this one hurt. I was rooting for the Cup owners. You drafted him assuming he'd be healthy. It wasn't your fault. I feel I have a lot of sympathy for Cup owners. His upcoming schedule... Doesn't matter nope. because he's not going to play for three more weeks at a minimum. It's sweatpants, sweatpants, sweatpants. Yes. So at a bare minimum, we don't know too if he's going to be back. Right. To be I honest. mean, this is the earliest he can come back is at week four. So no, he's going to miss the four games. Week five is the real conversation we be we should be having right now. Do you sabotage drop Cooper Cup so if someone else bids on him rather than how much you should bid? I don't on think Cooper anybody's going to pay very much. Yeah, it's probably not worth it. You're I right. I don't think so. But, um, and that's why I'm only. Five bucks. Okay. I put, to, I put 30 down but it, uh, just it, to try to squirrel him away for a little while. We're going to be talking about Cooper Cup in the a next lot. few weeks. That's from my notes. It's very possible yeah. he gets cut again before he plays. So, yeah, maybe yeah, 30 is a little strong. I, yeah, think I, I, might, little, I think I might be a little strong on that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. between 5 20-ish dollars, it's not, that's not going to break the bank. And it's worth throwing a bit out there to see if he slips through the cracks and you just stash him as your – yeah. What would be your fourteenth player right now? Because he's not he's not playing <laughs> that crazy? anytime soon. Yeah, it's yeah, it sucks. The sixth most chopped player. This one hurts me. Jacksonville wide receiver Christian Kirk. Me too. Um, I really I really was excited, and actually I still am a little bit excited about Christian Kirk's prospects in that offense. I didn't want to think Calvin Ridley was just going to cannibalize him. Totally did in week one. I don't think that'll continue. Well, it looks so good too, and he looked good uh, in the Ridley Calvin good. Ridley. Yeah, that is. He did. Uh, upcoming schedule for Christian Kirk, let me mention. Kansas City, uh, that's not great. Uh, Houston, shockingly good against the pass, as a lot of people found out with their uh, uh, Ravens receivers. And then Atlanta. So they got three home games for Jacksonville, three in a row. Three of the first four are at home. So uh, talk to me about Christian Kirk, how much, is, how much is slapping down. I think I can get him at a steep discount. Yeah, you can, but I, I, I wanted to be optimistic about Kirk. Now, granted, it's just a one-game sample size, but I saw a tweet from Scott Barrett on Twitter, uh, and this is what he said. Kirk ran the fifth most routes in the NFL last year. Of course, Calvin Ridley was not on the team. In week one, this, this past week, he came off the field in two wide receiver sets. So it was Ridley and Zay Jones, or it was always Kirk last year in two mm-hmm. wide receiver sets. Even though he's a slot receiver, they'd still keep him out there in two wide receiver sets. 
you earned a route share of just 68.6%. We'll round that up to 69. So if he had that sort of usage last year, he would have fallen from over 1,100 yards, which Mm -hmm. was 13th most, to just 797. Wow. So if that is not sustainable, if if that becomes a, a, a trend and not a mirage, that's bad news for Christian Kirk. So I need to... He's going to have his spike weeks, you would expect, but mm-hmm. I'm worried about the consistent production we saw last year with the very high ceiling. I think it, we're now going to see a low floor like we did in week one. With his spike weeks, we'll have a high ceiling, but I need to I need to see more before I put uh, a significant bid down on Kirk. So I'm only at $10 right now on Christian Kirk. I was at 20 You kind of talked me down to 10 I know. I was kind of like laughing at the notion that Calvin Ridley was getting drafted before Christian Kirk all summer long. For the most part, I was like, no, Christian they, Kirk they is right. a surefire thing. Right. Yep. Yeah, they were right. It looks like it's again right. small sample wrong. size. We'll find out. But uh, as of now, Ridley, Ridley, right now is in that top tier. All of a sudden, with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, if, if yeah, this, it looks if, that way, doesn't it? Yeah, right back to where he was before he got yep. hurt. You know, two and three years ago, the fifth most chopped player, Atlanta wide receiver Drake London with a zero catch game. Oh, brutal. So, so who had more catches and, in that game? Desmond Ritter, his quarterback, <laughs> caught caught his first career pass. I don't know if you saw that. He was batted, and yeah, he caught it. Yeah, I, and he I wasn't the – Brett Favre did that, too, because they, they were saying no well, one had ever done that. The, the big the, – the trivia question we would do with Brett Favre, especially at the end of his career, is we would say, who, who caught Brett Favre's first pass? And they'd be, you know, they'd be stammering through, like, Sterling Sharp and, you know, all these old Packers. Right. And then eventually you'd go – He's still playing today. The guy who caught that far pass is still playing today. And, it, you know, this is like 15 years into his career. And they're mm-hmm. like, what the who hell? Could who could it be? It was but, Brett Favre. You know who else had more catches? The, the, the Atlanta defense. fan. The Atlanta <laughs> fan that caught the, the Bryce Young touchdown that Hayden Hurst threw into the, into the stands. So the updated uh, wide, receiver, wide receiver depth chart in Atlanta is Kyle Pitts, wide receiver one. Matt Collins, the only wide receiver to get a target. Or no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drake Landon had one target. Yeah. Matt Collins, the only technical wide receiver who saw a target. And then Desmond Ritter is their wide receiver three now. He's just yeah, throwing right. himself. And then the fan. <laughs> and in the, the fan. Is, he's, he's wide receiver, receiver four. four. So, yeah, very concerned about Drake Landon. Played 90% of the snaps, just the one target, the zero catches, like you said. Arthur Smith does not care about your fantasy team whatsoever. Or, or passing. Or, yeah. In general. And, I don't know, it's not sustainable to... to score 10, 17 points every week and win. You're not going to be playing Bryce Young in his first mm-hmm. career start at home. But, Speaking uh, of which, they are playing Green Bay, uh, hosting Green Bay, then they're at Detroit, and then they are at Jacksonville, if you're wondering about the schedule for Drake London. Now, now London's numbers got better in the second half of the year last year, but that's mm-hmm. when Kyle Pitts went down. So right Back now, Kyle point. Pitts is healthy. Yep. Uh, London was probably going for a little too much on draft day. I'm I'm at five bucks on Drake London right now because I cannot afford. I don't think you can trust starting him right now until you actually see him put up some numbers. Yep, I'm on I'm on ten bucks. I just for all the reasons you mentioned, I'm just I don't want any part. Of, I don't want to have to count on an Arthur Smith passing game. Not interested. No. That's how you get chopped in this business. The fourth most chopped player, Philadelphia running back DeAndre Swift. Brutal game. I think three touches maybe in the game, something in that, something close to that. His upcoming schedule is Minnesota, favorable. Uh, at Tampa, not favorable. Washington, neutral. Um, what are you putting down for DeAndre Swift? At least, at least, unlike Rashad Penny, who was 
deactivated yeah. for the game. Healthy scratch. Healthy scratch, yes. Yeah, he's, he's dust, it seems. But mm-hmm. uh, DeAndre Swift played just 29% of the snaps for Philly. Kenneth Gamel played over 60, so he yep. he he is the, the, the starter, the the featured back. Gainwell had the three red zone carries, zero from Swift. Gainwell wasn't very efficient, though. He didn't do no. a lot with his touches, so Swift has that going for him. But right now, you can't trust Swift as a starter, even in a, a favorable matchup against the Vikings. He should have, have a better game. The whole offense should for the Eagles uh, in general. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm at five on Swift, too, until he can usurp uh, Kenny Gainwell as the featured back. Yeah, I have two. Dollars on DeAndre Swift. Yeah, All five's right. probably too much. These next three are going to be a lot more interesting. Yeah. The third most chopped player, Kansas City tight end Travis Kelsey. Upcoming schedule at Jacksonville, Chicago, and at the Jets. We don't know anything about his status for this Sunday's game, but the bone bruise should not be a long-term issue. I think there's a, at least a coin flips chance that he plays here. I think it's a pain management issue at this point. Yeah, a lot of it's pain management, and they can shoot that up, yep. right? So um, what are your thoughts on Travis Kelsey? How high are you going on a player who went first or second in probably 90% of guillotine league drafts? Well, if we knew he was going to go, I would bid more, even though it probably still wouldn't be enough to win him because someone's going to bid an astronomical amount on Somebody's him. Gonna I, would, I would have bid at least $200 if he was guaranteed to play this, mm-hmm. this weekend, or if reports were at least promising. We don't know that. So I'm going to go 150. Uh, he's right in that Jamar Chase range with me, the same type of player. Of course, a different position, a wasteland of a position, tight end. That's what pushes it up higher for me than Jamar Chase. And, it, yeah, it's the only – if he doesn't play this week, that that sucks. But it doesn't mean you're going to get a, you're going to get chopped if you win Kelsey. But I, I'm no. taking the, the, the super conservative approach. It certainly improves his odds of getting chopped, though, if, if he doesn't play mm-hmm. for, for whoever wins in okay. blind bidding. but – let me make it. my counter argument okay. to that is all right, I don't have Travis Kelsey on my team right now because he's been chopped. I've got some other tight end that I went to war with in week one. So I don't have to have, it's not like Kelsey or nobody. I probably already have, you know, whatever tight end I, I used last week. So I've got somebody to fill that spot if Kelsey doesn't go. So what are you at? 200. 200. All right, I'll come up to 175. You I don't need you to. I'll take him. I'll keep. Right, I'll take Travis go. Kelsey for 200. Could be a league winner, right? We might look back and go, man, the people who moved on Travis Kelsey, you know, bought the dip on Travis Kelsey. You got by far the best tight end, which yeah. it looks like he would be right now, given the situation is so bad. I'm pretty sure he was never available in week two because he always, never always right. played week right. one yeah, and he had a pretty good game. He was, he was never available. Enough, period. Yeah, pretty for much. most part. The second most job player, Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow. The upcoming schedule, Baltimore, Rams, and then at Tennessee. Um, Quarterback's the easiest spot to fill in a guillotine league because there are 17 teams, then there's 16, then there's 15, but there's like 24, 25, 26 viable quarterbacks that you can start. So this is not, I'm not, I don't break the bank on quarterbacks. It's got to be somebody special that pops up. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, somebody like that before I'm going to start putting some real money down. The runners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly the runners and Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> so what are you at for Joe Burrow? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, we, when we, we talked about this game earlier when talking about Chase. Again, it was bad weather, tough defense, a divisional game. Divisional games usually not as high mm-hmm. scoring historically. Uh, Rusty uh, injured the, the ham, hamstring. Or no, it was the Achilles 
the preseason. His calf. calf. He strained his calf. calf. So, he, but he was rusty. So you'd have to expect he's going to be a little less rusty this week. I, I did see that he was fourth in uh, attempt rates, pass attempt rates over 15 yards. Okay, so he's throwing downfield. That's throwing downfield. He completed zero of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. But we're just gonna last week is last week. Bygones be bygones. But uh, again, like you said, quarterback is very deep. Um, you don't need a huge game from your quarterback to just to survive in a guillotine league at this point. So I'm only at twenty bucks on Burrow, and that almost might maybe might be a little high until we see him return to to form. But he's got two of the best, or the the one of the best sets of wide receivers. Yeah, in Jamar sure. Chase, T. Higgins. So uh, I'll go twenty, but I'm not going to break the bank on Burrow. I'm going thirty okay. on Burrow. I still, you know, I still think he's going to be great in yeah. long term. I think you'd be very glad to have him. And he's going to. He's there's only about five quarterbacks in any given week that I'd start over Joe Burrow. So I'd, I'd take him at three percent of my cap. And then the number one most chopped player, and you've probably already done the math on this, T. Higgins. The zero catch disaster game for T. Higgins. Never seen a week like we had uh, like we had before. Um, last week, by the way, get this one of my leagues, we had a guy who had, he had three players on IR, uh, Travis Kelsey was one of them in fairness. He had, he scored total 13 points. That's you probably saw this because I tweeted it. I think it did. he had six zero point players. So he had London. He had London. T. He had T Higgins. Higgins. He had, um, his tight end. Goddard. Goddard. Goddard was his tight end. He got, yeah, I got zero out of Goddard. I, I mean, it, it was sta- – oh, he had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback. He had his 13-point game. Well, if you're going to lose, if you're going to get chopped, that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. He had Elijah Mitchell. It's better than losing by .3 points or something like yeah, that. I mean, that's what I told him is you, you went down in a blaze of glory. Yeah. We've been talking about this roster for yeah. years, how you managed to get – you start eight players, and six of them scored zero points, and Elijah Mitchell scored one. <laughs> wow! Unbelievable. Well, we we don't have to go through the anyway. factors of why the, the past game struggled for Cincinnati. We've touched on those multiple times already. I will say this for T. Higgins: he, zero catches. He did have the most unrealized air yards among all wide receivers. <laughs> okay, 145. Wow! So, so throwing to him a lot. Okay. Yeah, they're all throwing right. to him a lot. So right. that's not going to change. And uh, things can only get better for the Bengals. One would hope. I mm-hmm. certainly don't love Higgins as much as I love Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm only going to go about a third of what I said I'd bid on Chase, which was 150. So I'm at 50 bucks on Higgins. I actually might dial that down to 40. Saying 50 out loud sounds a little high to me. I went 70. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I still think Higgins is a great is a, is a great talent, and he is. Um, he's playing for money this year, so he's highly motivated. Jamar Chase might be too, actually. Uh, so yeah, I I still like him. Seven maybe seventy is a little high. You might have talked me down a little bit, but I think I'd go seventy on T Higgins. I'm still confident that that whole offense is going to bounce back. It better, or people there's going to be a lot of pissed off Bengals. They're already pissed off Bengals fans, but pissed off fantasy players. Let's go dumpster diving. Sounds good. You ready? I don't want you to forget these people, everybody. Everybody's distracted by T Higgins and Travis Kelsey and Drake London and Cooper Cup and you know. Look, I totally get that. But some of these cheap players are going to be able to help you. So, Brian, I want to um, I want to hit you with this. It's going to cost you $2 plus a roster spot for any of these guys. I just want yes or no. All right. In a vacuum, of course. In, yeah, right. Yep. 2-2 Atwell. Absolutely. Two bucks. Why not? Okay. Cooper Cup. I won't get into it. Yes. Okay. Allen Robinson. Yes. Deontay Johnson going to miss a few weeks now. Yeah. Robinson had a good game 
He did. He led yards. the team. Yeah, led the team. So, in, I don't know. Was it that much? But yeah, like five it, catches. It, yeah. yeah, he was double digit uh, PPR points. I know that. And that's all you need. McGee team league. Durham Smythe. You know, I love Durham. Dumpster diving for a tight end. He he could have had a touchdown if you really went up and got it. Yeah, he, he, he was wide open. He let it go to the Craycraft guy. Yeah, but he had he had yeah. three or four catches and he did. Yeah, I mean, starting tight end in a high-powered offense. Denver tight end Adam Troutman. Yeah, throw a buck on him. Greg Dulcich going to miss uh, several uh, multiple weeks with a hamstring injury. I'm crossing my fingers. Dan Arnold, Sean Payton brings his boy Dan Arnold back. <laughs> All right, maybe you never know. Let Broncos go need a tight end. Okay. Uh, speaking of tight ends, two dollars. Luke Musgrave. For sure. Yeah, maybe you might have to go more than He two. had a lot of unrealized air yards, too. Jordan Love missed. He was one of the two wide uh, tight ends that t- hit 50 yards. <laughs> oh, was week. it him? Yeah. yeah, he was one yeah. of them. And uh, yeah. he, Love should have had him for a, a – and he tripped. Essentially, he should have scored. He had, like, a long reception. So, yeah, absolutely. I'd probably go five on Musgrave, to be honest with you. Yeah, probably maybe even more than that. $2 on Curtis Samuel, Washington wide receiver Curtis Samuel, who led the team in receptions. Did he? Mm-hmm. I did not realize that. It's still a lot of mouths to feed uh, for the commanders. Uh, two bucks, why not? Zay Jones, wide receiver, yeah. Jacksonville. He he was the secondary option behind Ridley, and then it was mm-hmm. Evan Engram, and then the aforementioned Christian Kirk was just buried yeah. uh, in terms of a target share percentage in week one, a small sample. But Zay Jones has... He did it. He put up numbers last year, and he's putting up numbers so far with Ridley in town. Dumpster diving $2 for Josh Reynolds, Detroit wide receiver. Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, Jameson Williams still going to miss the next, next five games, and mm-hmm. it's it's I'm on our St. Brown, of course, is the, the top wide receiver, but Reynolds is, is the second guy. I, I trust him more than Marvin Jones. I do too. Next, tight end Hayden Hurst led the Panthers in – uh, like everything yeah. last last week. Yeah, I think he led all tight ends. It was either Hayden Hurst or Hunter Henry. Those those were the top two yeah. tight ends in week one. And reports all throughout training camp where Bryce Young was had eyes for Hayden Hurst. Yeah, like he's his, his. And we know that it's not entirely true across the board, but rookie tight ends or rookie quarterbacks tend to lean on on their tight end. And uh, the Panthers haven't had a viable fantasy tight end like ever. ever. Yeah. I'm thinking like Wesley, Greg, well, Wesley they, Walls. No, they had Greg Olson for a while. Yeah, Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg he, Olson but, was, uh, that, was startable. That, that, that's, that, that's yeah. sadly a long time ago. It was. Now. But, uh, yeah, no, Hurst looks like a, a, a top 15 option at, at the very least right now. So rosterable and yeah. worth a buck or two. All right, I got two more names for you as we dumpster dive for $2 players. Logan Thomas, Washington tight end. Yeah, a guy I was uh, talking about all preseason, He they were – being cautious with him, but in an Eric Bieniemy offense, uh, he loves his tight ends. Knows how to scheme his tight end open. He's the guy uh, over Cole Turner while healthy. So yeah, it's worth uh, worth a buck or two on Thomas to see if he can stay healthy and, and carve out a nice role in that offense, which sputtered early on, but they 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 bounced. They did back. enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cardinals defense was shockingly capable, and maybe that's the one thing Jonathan Gannon's going to bring to the Cardinals is a capable defense. It won't be the offense, based on what we saw. Oh, man. Jonathan, don't call me Rich's son, son Gannon. Gannon. Not, well, no relation. No Even though it seems like they should be, but yeah, they're not. They both have Minnesota roots. They're, Gannon's not that common a name. They sort of look the same, too, almost. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what are you implying? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> That's what Maybe. I want to know right now. <laughs> I don't know. That, I, I could see them being father and son. Let's put it that way. But they're not. Last guy, as we try to dumpster dive for $2 players, 
What do you think about Zach Moss? You know, didn't play last week, but they got nothing out of Deion Jackson. No, and Evan in Hull Indianapolis. got hurt. And Evan Hull got hurt. Yeah, and we don't. And Jonathan right? Taylor is out the next three. Yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, yeah, for sure. He he could be a starting running back for. He at least could be the, the starting running back the this next week. three weeks. Yes. But uh, Anthony Richardson is still going to lead that team in rushing yards and, and rushing touchdowns. Probably without a doubt. Probably, but Zach Moss might be somebody that you could work into your starting lineup. Zach Moss refused to die. Among our mentions. So did you, listener. You refused to die. Maybe you had a tough week. I, I went into, I went into, I had Sky Moore in one guillotine league. Uh, it was way too dangerous, you know, how this thing was going to work. So I only had him in one. And it, by the way, I took him at the, took him in my 10th and final guillotine league because I didn't have him in any other leagues. And it, when I'm at the very end of my drafts, I'm like, all the players that I'm kind of interested in but never drafted, I'm going to go for them. So I had him in one and I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Sky Moore is going to kill me. He's going to get me chopped. And then the disaster of week one hit, and I was middle of the pack. So many people had so many zeros on their on their score sheet. Oh, I saw the total, you know, the total number of touchdowns was way down. Had to be from had to be recent years. Yeah. yeah, there was only a handful of guys that really really went off, and of course they they kept you alive if you had Tyreek Hill or Calvin Ridley, Tua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, another guy I was touting all summer long. Look. Oh, and he looked great, and unfortunally got yeah. hurt. He got, oh, that's he, been, got, that's been he, got, he got destroyed. He did. It didn't look like a dirty hit, though. It was just an unfortunate hit. But, yeah, he's had the, the concussion stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't that doesn't keep up because I, I, I love him as a player. But, yeah, hopefully week two we see many, many more touchdowns. New guillotine leagues are forming on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays at guillotineleagues.com. Um, also want to mention one of the, the cool things that we do here that you're not going to get anywhere else is we give you chop data beginning on really, I guess, after waivers run Wednesday at three o'clock Eastern. Um, once those have run, we have a, we've got an area of the site called chop data where you can see like across all leagues, here's what any given player is going for on average. So you'll be able to see the bidding totals for all the players. Super, super helpful data and stuff you'll only get at guillotineleaks.com. And you can make your first visit to the graveyard. Go check, take a look at the roster that got cut, the points that got scored. Pay your respects. Pay your respects to the dead, yep, at the graveyard. The problem with this podcast is no one's going to want to tell their friends about it if they they know they don't listen. Oh, hell no. But you should. At least... Like, Sub- just subscribe. subscribe. Just subscribe and we're happy. That's yeah, all. We're we're happy. No, we know we're not going to tell anybody about Chop the Guillotine <laughs> podcast, uh, at least till after your cut, which hopefully will be a long time from now because you're doing what you need to do to stay alive, and that's listen to us. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you in a week.